Hey, everybody. Go check out Pro Sports Podcasters, the best podcast in the business. Go subscribe. Go like. Go comment. Go share it. Help the algorithm. And always be looking out for the next episode. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters with your hosts, Nee Wallace-Bruce, Corbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We are something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media, we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. Welcome back to the ProSource Podcast. I'm your co-host, Mr. Niemals Bruce, and I'm joined by the esteemed Mr. Kobe Naron, a.k.a. Kobe. Kobe, how are you doing? I'm good, buddy. I'm good, but it's not just the two of us today. That's right. We have a full bill. I don't think we've had this for a few months. So if you're listening, you should feel privileged because it's very hard to get the three of us in the same room, let alone the same province. The third member of our triumvirate is the one and only Justin Williams, who is currently in which province, Justin? Currently living in Saskatchewan. There we go. The only province in Canada that does not do daylight savings. So you're three hours behind, I believe? Uh, two hours right now. Kobe, don't even think about making any further jokes about Saskatchewan. I won't. It's too easy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, joining us today, we are actually a foursome. It's a friend of the show. He's our beast in the East. He's the sage on all things MMA. And he's going to give us a little bit of a rundown on one of the upcoming uh, pay-per-views in the UFC and a lot more happening in the world of MMA. It's all the way with JHK. John Hong-Ko, how you doing? Good, good, man. Um, I just got to say that daylight savings time is pointless. And I don't know why we have that at all because other parts of the world don't have it. But that's just my take on it. I thought we had it for farmers originally, and then over in Saskatchewan, it's farming country, and the farmers here are like, fuck that, we don't even need it. So, if the farmers <laughs> say we don't need it... Well, they just don't want to get up an hour earlier to milk the cows. So, anyway, um, before we get into a fight with farmers, John, <laughs> I'm going to wish you a happy reverse birthday, because as I understand it, everyone in Korea is getting younger. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, it's it's weird, man. Like I've been telling people for years now over here, like that's that's like daylight savings time. Same thing. <laughs> like why why are we doing this? And I guess uh, they're switching it up. You're right. Everybody's getting a year or two years younger, depending on uh, when you were born. Damn, two years younger, bro. Yeah. Imagine that. Twenty five and holding, legit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because oh, what, what happens is like when you're born, you're already a year old. And then whenever, you know, the new calendar year comes up, you're another year older. So some people, you know, their birthdays don't line up to that. So they're two years older. Um, yeah, it's weird, man. Like it's it's just it's just idiotic to, to follow. Sounds like my kind of place, though. <laughs> Bro, that's um. well, let's celebrate that. Let's uh, raise a glass of that to getting younger. Um, aging gracefully, I guess. And one thing that's going to be graceful is the upcoming UFC 291 card. Uh, my guy, Kobe's guy. My guy because we went to the same high school. Kobe's guy because of his fighting style. Well, that's on 290. That's on 290, buddy. That's happening this weekend. See, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> so let's just quickly talk about JDM, who is my guy, Kobe's guy. Is he your guy, John? 
Oh yeah, yeah, man. I've I've known JDM since like the regional days. Like since you know, I don't even know how many f- fights on the regional scene. But yeah, I have like five or six interviews with with JDM. So yeah, he's he's always been a good dude. He's always been like the the same guy that you see right now in in the UFC, kind of cool, calm, collected, and and like a quiet assassin, basically. Yeah, and there we go. Kobe, your thoughts on JDM? Why do you like him so much? Because he's so unassuming, man. Like, he, he doesn't talk a lot of trash. Sometimes I see him in the ring, he looks so comfortable. Like, when he's in the octagon, it's it's like his resting heart rate doesn't change. And he finishes guys and just goes about his business. So it's, the confidence just oozes from him. There we go. Yeah, I'll be one to look forward to. I mean, his opponent was switched out at the last minute, which Shit. kind of upsets the card a little bit. But I know he'll he'll keep his end of the bargain. He'll put on a good show. Um, hopefully, the the late replacement will also give it his best and we'll have something short of a war. Justin, what are your thoughts on JDM real quick? Well, actually, a bit of a teaser. Kobe and I did a, uh, a thing for this, a promo for, for 290. And... Uh, him and I liked JDM versus Sean. We thought it was going to be a really cool fight, but uh, I'm just I'm sad it fell through. But my thoughts on JDM literally is his confidence too, kind of echo Kobe's, and I feel like he's the only guy who could stare McGregor in the face and probably make McGregor quiver with his level of confidence. So that's what I think of him. There we go. There we go. John, just looking ahead to UFC 291, what, what's your general feeling about the card? I like it. I like it a lot. You know. Um, Usually you have a title fight that headlines or two title fights that headline uh, a pay-per-view. But I feel like just the matchups all together as a whole, it's, it's, it's one of the best cards of yeah. the year so far, so far. Mm. Kobe, your thoughts? I fully agree. It doesn't need a title fight. To be honest, <laughs> in the lightweight division, the main event is the new BMF belt, right? It's Dustin Poirier versus Justin Gaethje. This is not a title fight, but these are two title-worthy opponents, and they're in a division where the current title holder hasn't fought them. So, I mean, they have just as much right to the title as Makachev does. There we go. Justin, what are your thoughts? It's better than 289, 100%. Like... That debacle that was Vancouver. Anyways, listen, I'm a huge fan of Dustin Poirier, and I really want to see him and Justin Gaethje just punch it out. Quite literally just punch it out. So I'm super excited for that. Um, also kind of going down the list, like Jan Blakovich. I love Jan. He's a great fighter, and I just love when he enters the ring. He has, like, this oozing – like, he, he wants his title back, and it's like, you know what? I'm here for it. I'm here for, like, you can take any of these people and put it into any other card. Like, not even any other card. You can take half these people, put them on a card, and it would still be a full a full list. That We're just getting spoiled. This is the apology for 289 is what we're getting. <laughs> now, one thing that interests me, you know me, I'm going to be outside the box. This one's going to be in Utah, so it's going to be in altitude. John, what, what's your take on that as opposed to, you know, the lower levels of Las Vegas or maybe California? What's the altitude going to be like for some of these fighters? I think that it's not going to be as big of a factor because a lot of these matchups, I could see finishing in the first round. Because even <laughs> on the prelims, you know what I mean? You got Jake Matthews versus Miguel Beza. Like, that is a slugfest. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Matt Smelsenberger versus Johan Lenaise. That's a slugfest. You know what I mean? There's so many slugfests 
on on this card and that's not even talking about the pay-per-view man it's i don't think it's going to be as big of a factor maybe in a couple of the fights but not in the major ones yeah okay Kobe, your thoughts on utah uh it doesn't bother me i mean they, they've been there before I, I don't see it being that much of a factor at this point most of you guys should come in in very very good shape the only real issue i have with the card is no offense, but how does Tony Ferguson end up on a main card anymore? Preach. Who who even wants to watch Tony Ferguson anymore? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not putting my hand up. Okay, I'm, I'm not one of them. That's for sure. I can't remember the last time he won. I literally can't remember. Come on, it's it's about time that he he went and maybe fought in some smaller promotions or just called it a day. Yeah. What's your take on that, John? Ferguson, man, he's. He's sticking around, you know. I mean, that's, that's, that's what fighters do, right? That's their fighters are their worst enemies, you know. What I mean, and and uh, he still feels like he's he's going to be a champion. And uh, Bobby Green, man, Bobby Green is getting a a nice little gift. Oh yeah, he's getting a nice <laughs> little gift with this matchup because Bobby Green is going to go out there and style. And that's one thing that Bobby Green does, win or lose, he styles out. And uh, this fight is perfect for that. Mm-hmm. But um, even following Joanne Wood, Justin? Uh, no. Okay. Well, I'm going to put out there. She's someone to watch. I've been following her a little bit. And since you two, you and Kobe have been putting me on MMA, she's a name that I've been following the last couple of years. And um, she's always been pretty tenacious. So she's she's Glaswegian. So she knows a thing or two about fighting her anyway because Scotland. Uh, she's definitely someone I would look to watch on the prelims if you got time i know you're a busy man justin john uh you any thoughts on joanne wood yeah i like joanne wood but she's 37 years old man how many female fighters right now are at that age fighting at a high level aside from holly health you know what i mean and, yeah. and if you watched joanne wood's last fight against luana carolina and if you know anything about luana carolina not the best record and she barely skimmed past her and now she's fighting the the zombie girl. This is going to be an interesting fight because zombie girl is just going to march forward and take shots and get to tagged. give shots. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fun. I think Joanne's in for a, a hell of a fight in this one. It's going to really show if Joanne really is determined to like get back into the the rankings. I think this is the this is the test for her. If she goes in there and wilts to the pressure, um, it's 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 probably going to be downhill, man, for her. From now on. Mm. All right. Now, you, you mentioned zombies, so immediately I'm, I'm going to think we're going to talk about the other zombie in the room. Give me your thoughts on uh, Korean zombie, Jong Chang Sung. Oh, for me? You're talking to me? Yeah. Oh, my thoughts on the Korean zombie is that um, he's, man, he's going to get fucked up. <laughs> he's going to get <laughs> fucked up bad. And, and the thing is, like, I don't know why he's hanging around. You know, what I mean, I, I'm not a, I'm not the type of person that says that a fi- fighter should retire. But man, he's like his style. You know, whenever people say, "Oh, that style is catching up," like really, his style has caught up to him. Yes. And and he and he's still fighting like the best guy. Like, you know, Tony Ferguson, he's fighting kind of like mid level guys right now. You know, he's not fighting the best guys in the world. But <laughs> the crazy part is the zombie. His style has caught up to him, and he's still fighting the best guys in the world. And I think. Max Holloway is going to break some records on his face. Like, it's going to be bad, dude. I love the Korean Zombie, but, man, this is reality. Like, this is a bad matchup. Giga Chikadze was a bad matchup. 
Like, I don't understand if if the zombie is really thinking about retiring, you know, and I understand that he wants to retire against, like, a legend like uh, Max Holloway, but, man, do you really want to retire against a legend like Max Holloway? Because <laughs> Max Holloway's still in this prime, dude. Like, he's going to break records on his face. I think that's that's what's going to happen with the zombie. All right. So, Kobe, I'm getting the sense there's a, that there's a few guys in the UFC that are... Uh, I don't want to say past the use by date. You probably would say that though. Uh, you you say like <laughs> how you feel. Um, what's this, what's the deal with that in your opinion? I think it's recognizable names. I, I think the UFC is resistant to cutting or releasing recognizable names. It's why you have the Korean Zombie and Tony Ferguson, El Kukui and that still in fights, still on main cards, getting wrecked. By people, when I think of the Korean Zombie now, I think of the the Volkanovski fight, where <laughs> I mean, it's he, sad. He, he, he was that was sad. Yeah, and the thing is, he wasn't knocked out. Right, he was just destroyed. He was wrecked to the point where the <laughs> the referee is like, okay, you know what, I, I got to stop this. This is Volk and- was asking him, <laughs> "Are you okay?" <laughs> In the fight, right? Like. And, and I mean, Volkanovsky is like, yeah, yeah he's, a, he's the best, right? He's, he's the king of the division by a, by a mile, actually. But I actually got to agree with, with John in that I honestly think Max is a, a worse opponent because Volk will land two, two, three shot combination, big shots, rock you, and then he kind of takes a breather. Max is going to hit him so many times with, like medium strength shots is just going to add up until there's nothing left. Uh, maybe, maybe he wants to die in the ring and go out that way. Oh God. <laughs> tagging. So we're talking about UFC 291 here on the process podcasters. You got the, the trio that you know and love joined by special guest, John Hyunko. Justin, you love to bet. You love to throw money on these fights. So what should we be looking at in the betting side of this card? Let's make some predictions. Let's make some predictions, boys. <laughs> All right, cool. So this really depends. Are you trying to go? Um, are you trying to be safe with your bets? Or are you trying to be a little, uh, little edgy there, Nate? I just want to win. Make some money. <laughs> make some money. <laughs> All right, two ninety one. You can probably just go around and say most of these fights are not going to make it to the judges. If you want to, if you want to make some money on that one, um, especially looking at the Tony Ferguson one. Like, listen, Kobe's right. Ferguson is past his prime. He should be fighting in like LFA right now, or. Some some other promotion. He hasn't won since 2019. I had to look it up. 2019, the man has not won. <laughs> like after this, Dana White should be like, listen, leave. He, the thing is, Tony Ferguson is going to get KO'd probably first round. Jan versus Alex Pereira. You know what? That's a slobber knocker. But I think Pereira is going to get the knockout in the second round. If you want to put a bet on that, I think it's going to hold you down, make some good money. Oh, and. Yeah, oh, 100%. And then Justin Poirier versus Justin Gaethje. Listen, like I said, these two like to stand and box, but I think Justin is the better boxer. Um, although we can see Dustin Poirier probably take to the ground if lucky, but I'm going to say this gets this finishes in the third round, and probably Justin's going to take it. Those are my three bets for this uh, main card anyways. Okay. Okay, I'm taking notes. And if you're listening, you should take some notes too. John, you got the All-Star uh, sports app. And I know we can make predictions up on that. I know Kobe's up all up in that right now. What are some things that you've looked at for this card that uh, looks spicy to you? 
Man, there's a lot of a lot of spice on this. A lot of curry, all of that good stuff. Um, <laughs> man, I, I like Alex Pereira versus uh, Jan Blahovic. You know, Jan's saying that he's going to go in there and try to test his striking. And if he's telling the truth, <laughs> yo, like first round knockout. I, that's first round knockout if Jan's going to go out there and play around with those little baby leg kicks. You know what I mean? Like Pereira's going to time that. And, and you know Glover's going to have him ready for Jan Blahovic's ground game if there is one. Um but if Jan could get it to the ground, I think he could be able to win this by decision. Yeah. I don't think Jan finishes the fight. But Pereira, he's much bigger. And I feel like with that size, there's going to be more power. I don't think that him cutting weight, you know, did anything. Or him actually, like, putting on weight does anything. So I think he's going to have more power. He's going to be more free. He's going to be able to land that 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 hammer of a left hand on uh, Blajo, Blahovic. Um, man, the, the fight that... I feel like it's going to be, I don't know, it's kind of my lock a little bit. Is Derek Lewis versus... Uh, <laughs> Rogerio de Lima? Yeah, Rogerio de Lima. I think Rogerio de Lima's like, like perfectly made style for Derek Lewis to come over with that right hand and just knock him out because he just likes to play with those leg kicks as well. And I don't know, Derek Lewis, he's just great at timing mm-hmm. people. With just one shot, right? Sorry, that's how good this card is that Derek Lewis is on the prelims. Yeah. Wow. Kiesa Holland is on the prelims. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this this card is crazy. But, uh, yeah, so with um, – there's some toss-up fights, but they're going to be exciting. I feel like Costa versus uh, Ikram is a toss-up fight. Thompson, Pereira is a toss-up fight. But it's going to be exciting fights. I feel like somebody will end up getting finished in those. Uh, like you like you said earlier, there's not many – Fights going to the judges, if on the no. especially on the pay per view, um, and I'm glad because these judges are retarded. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. You, you think Costa Ikram's a toss up? Yeah, I think so. I think that's a toss up. You know, would you agree that Paulo Costa like has to win it though to keep his position? Mm, well, there's more pressure on Paulo Costa. I of would course, say so. You know what I mean, but he's. I think Costa. He doesn't care. I think he. He's the type of fighter right now where if he gets cut, he's like, all right, cool. Like, I'm going to go make money somewhere else. Like, he's in that position. Okay, um, what, what, what do you think about Stephen Wonderboy Thompson's karate versus Michael Pereira's capoeira? <laughs> I, I can't wait for that fight. Yeah, that, that fight is going to be crazy. It's going to be nuts, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I could give it the edge to someone, I would give it to Thompson because he's just better at, like, like game planning, I feel like he just has better fight IQ. I agree. But Pereira, man, he's just a, a cannonball, right? He's just a, he's just a, a bowling ball in a in a china shop, basically. And <laughs> it just only takes one shot. You know what I mean? A flying knee, something. You know, <laughs> even though Thompson's chin is like pretty solid, but man, it we've is. seen him get knocked out. And Pereira, yeah, he's he can getting do older it. too, man. He's getting older. He's not he's not the same Wonder Boy Thompson that he was. Yeah, she shouldn't be Wonder Boy. He should be <laughs> older man. You know what I mean? Like he's what is he? He's forty years old. That's that's like sixty years old for a regular person. Yeah, that's actually one of the fights I'm I'm really excited about, just because of the the clash in styles is perfect. BetUS Sportsbook is your ultimate destination for online betting. With sports betting, live betting, racebook, online slots, and online casino. It's available across the U.S. and Canada. Use the code PSP to receive a massive sign-up bonus. 
Well, tell us more about your predictions, Kobe. I know you love to throw some down on, on these fights. Okay, I'm, I'm 100% on, on Poirier. I just think he's the tougher of the two. I think it's a stand-up fight. Really? It's going to be ex- striking exchanges, and I think Poirier is going to be able to take a few more from Gaethje than Gaethje will be able to take from Poirier. So I'm going Poirier there. Uh, Blahovich Pereira, okay. Pereira, I like Blahovich because of wrestling. I don't. I disagree that he's going to test his striking. <laughs> I, I think he's going to quickly make it a grappling match, and I don't think Pereira's quite ready for that yet. And that might be enough for Blahovich to get a, a decision victory. So I like Blahovich there. I like Bobby Green versus El Kukui because El Kukui shouldn't be fighting anymore. I like Paulo Costa because he's got more to lose in this fight, but I also think he's the stronger of the two, and I think that might be the difference. I like Stephen Wonderboy Thompson because, again, fight IQ, like John had said. And I also think his styles it lends itself to some better defense, whereas Pereira leaves himself open, and Stephen knows how to exploit any sort of opening. He'll, he'll, I wouldn't be surprised if he puts him away after some like crazy move Pereira makes. He gets clocked after. Okay. Luis de Lima? Okay, Luis can take anybody out, but I don't, I don't know if it's that simple here. I, I really I really don't. I think... I think if DeLima survives the first round, then it could be this is this I see is more of a toss up me personally. I see more as a, a 50-50 pick him here. I think if DeLima gets to the first round, he might be, you know, he may have taken a shot to realize, "Oh, I got to play it a little safer and he can play it safer against Lewis." So, we'll see there. Kiza Holland, I want to see Holland win, but man, Holland is dumb shit. He does some dumb things in the ring, man. I, I'd like to see him win, but it's, it's I'm almost leaning Kiesa just because I think Holland's going to make a mistake. You know, and, and that's it's, it's about it. I mean, the other the other fights I haven't looked that closely at yet, but those those are the fights I've kind of been looking at and where my, my money will probably go. Could the Lewis fight end up like William Knight? Who did William Knight fight in his last fight where the guy leg kicked him for... For, for three rounds, <laughs> yeah. yeah. For days, oh, who <laughs> this could it? be a situation, right? Because yeah. Lewis has been in some boring fights. Yeah, but that, that's what I think. Like, I think if if you're right, he knocks him out in the first round, probably, right? But if he mm-hmm. doesn't, then I think it just could be yeah, like a cagey affair that just goes the distance. Prahino, oh, man, I forgot his name, but yeah, he broke like some record or something on leg kicks. Leg kicks. <laughs> See, it was um, uh, Marcin. Parenchio. Oh, uh, yes. Crackmill. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Oh, Knight lost again just recently, too. Wow, this guy's shit in the bed. <laughs> He's on his way back. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about on his way back. What did you think about the Kevin Lee fight? Oh, my God. <laughs> I've always been a proponent for Kevin Lee. You know what I mean? I always thought... I know you like Kevin Lee. I know you like him. No, I don't like Kevin Lee. I've always been a proponent of Kevin Lee. Like... <laughs> Like I always thought he had the talent, right? And yeah. I think I think Robert Fallis, since his suicide, mm-hmm. Kevin Lee has not been the same. Like he has not been the same fighter. I f- still feel like something has. I think something's still like mentally something's not there for him, man. I think that really messed him up. It actually messed up a lot of fighters, right? Because a lot of fighters were fighting in Vegas under yeah. him. But uh, Kevin Lee, man, I always thought he had the talent. And people keep saying, like, you know, Charles Oliveira did this and all of that. But I don't know, man. Kevin Lee's not showing us anything. And he's always, like, you know, the reason why I say I've always been a proponent of Kevin Lee and his fighting, but not a proponent of Kevin Lee is because Kevin Lee says things that he could just keep his mouth shut about and then let his fighting do the talking. And then afterwards, 
you know what I mean, come out and say things. But okay. he just does it before the fights and it kind of, you know, it just doesn't mix well with his performances, right? So <laughs> it's, man, Renat, he just got a gift with that one. And, and I think Renat, he's, he's a super talent. And there's nothing wrong with losing to him. But, man, the way he lost, 55 seconds, didn't even get to really throw anything, yep. didn't even get started. Like, Kevin Lee looked like he was in a sparring session, like he was just tapping around and just got flatlined, dude, and just choked out unconscious. It was just, it was bad, man. It's, it's sad, man. Yeah, it makes you wonder. Now, John, I just want to switch gears briefly for a moment here because mm-hmm. I want to talk about one championship because I know that one has been trying to make a push into the North American estates, particularly with Amazon. And they had one event which went reasonably well. I know in the States they do it on tape delay. But obviously, one has a big foothold across Asia, especially in Thailand and different countries. What's your view on one championship going forward, not only in, in Asia, but also as it tries to push into North America? Uh, before I get into that, they, they're on tape delay in the U.S.? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's not live? No. no. What? I didn't know that. That's crazy. Like, why would they do that? Like, I don't understand that, number one. But um, I think, like, the last couple of years, if you've really watched, like, their their strategy, right? They they did these, like, major events, right, in Tokyo and, and, and in Singapore. And, and then, then they did that show in, uh, in the U.S. and Denver. And they kind of slowed down right now, right? They're kind of, like, in this period where they're kind of seeing what they need to do. And I think... They've actually made a couple of changes at the top, as in executives and stuff like that moving forward. And then they're they're in deep talks with like Qatar and doing events there. Um, I think they're going to be doing one at the, by the end of this year in Qatar. Uh, and they got big investors hopping on in, as well. And then they're gonna. I feel like they're renegotiating their their deal with Prime Amazon Prime at the moment. And then once they get all of that stuff figured out, then they're gonna make even a bigger push to North America and to the Middle East. And, and I think they're going to start going into Europe as well. People are, are talking shit right now because they don't put on the, the best cards. But I think that they're holding back a little bit because it's all about business, man. Chachi's a he's a businessman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, uh, and at the end of the day, that's what he's looking at this as, as a business. And he's just waiting. He's just waiting his time and getting all the contracts signed. And I feel like in the next two, two years, three years, it's going to really be their major years. You know what I mean? I don't think they've hit their major years yet. I think right now Bellator's hitting their major years, right? But with, uh, with one championship, we haven't seen it yet. And, and from, you know, me going to the events, uh, the last month or so and, and kind of seeing the inner workings of, of what's going on. That's what I see from one championship. We haven't seen the best from them. You know, I mean, they, they face a lot of criticism and, and I see it all the time. Um, and, and rightfully so. But for their, for their, like, for their game plan for the next couple of years, we're going to see something. And, and I, from what I've heard is like they're, they're one of the groups in talks of buying Bellator as well. Okay. All right. Cause, uh, we've heard that maybe Bellator and the PFL might merge. So it looks like Bellator is definitely on the market. <laughs> yeah. Now, oh, without a doubt. That's, you know, people can say what they want, but there's, I've had sources that are telling me that Bellator has been on the market for a little time now. And, uh, and if the PFL buys them, great. If one championship buys them, great. 
I think it's just it would just be good no matter what. And if Bellator stays Bellator by itself, it'd be great too. I heard Disney's in the market. I heard well, Disney's in the market of buying Bellator because Disney owns ESPN. If they mm-hmm. buy Bellator, they can put it on ESPN, and now they have all three major promotions on their network. They pretty much monopolize. Broadcasting. I heard the same thing. There's a group within Disney that's looking to maybe put something together to buy it. Yeah. That might explain why they moved on so many uh, high-profile on-air talents last week. Anyway, um, they are trying to save money. That's definitely something they've been trying to do the last few years. Now, you mentioned Bellator. Bellator's got the second edition of Bellator V Rising coming later in July. So, what's your thoughts on that? Are you going to be on the ground there once again in Japan? Or are you going to be taking it in? No, you know, I can't be there for this one. But I like it. I like the... I like the lineup. I like that it's like a, like a smaller card. You know what I mean? It's only what five fights for the main card, and there's some good matchups, man. They got uh, they got a uh, what is it? AJ McKee versus Pitbull. That's a that's fire right there, man. I yeah. think uh, I think like AJ McKee is the future of Bellator, and put him against Pitbull is is a great great move. Danny Sabatella in Japan. What's not to he's like gonna, about he's that? He's gonna play it up so big. Yeah, you know he is. You know he is, right? And uh, yeah, they they're gonna eat him up, man. The Japanese fans, like, if you've never been to Japan and, and kind of witnessed that, the Japanese fans are very educated in like who comes and fights in Japan, and then they're out there like every day in front of the hotels. Like, I don't know if you've heard fighters talk about it, but man, they're. They're, they're so nice. Like the fans are the nicest. Like they bring gifts for the fighters and it's crazy to see. Um, but yeah, like, uh, Koreshkov versus Larkin. That's a, that's a great matchup too, man. We haven't seen Koreshkov in a while. Um, and Larkin, he's been on fire lately. You know what I mean? That standing elbow knockout. That's, and that's, gonna, that's one of the knockouts of the year, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I like it. I like the, uh, the fusion. And I know Justin's a big fan of these cross promotions. Aren't you, Justin? Heck yeah, yeah. All about it. What I'm also a really big fan of, to be honest and personally, is this season of Tough and how shitty McGregor is doing as a coach. Can we talk about that for a quick minute? <laughs> McGregor's not there to coach. So, you know what I mean? Like, come no, on, no. let's be real. He's not there to coach. He's there to promote Proper 12, uh, Forge. It, like, I even know the names of these things just because I watched the... F- I didn't even watch, like, the, all the episodes. I've only watched the first one, and I could already... Like, that product placement... It's working because I remember it. You know what I mean? Like it's, he's got the fighters wearing it. He's got he's got like the the cast and crew. The cameraman's probably wearing it. You know what I mean? Like uh, it's it's crazy, but yeah, McGregor is he? Like I said about Chachi, McGregor is a businessman. He's probably never going to fight again, but he's milking the UFC for every little penny. Oh, a hundred percent. And you best believe that when he heard about the Francis and Ganu thing, he probably thought, you know what? I could probably do the same thing with the UFC, change my image so I'm not looked down as the bad guy anymore, but also the good guy. And I feel like if any person could do it in the UFC, it would be McGregor in like a weird way, but that's besides the point. So you've only seen one episode of Tough, but we're going to skip ahead to the actual Chandler versus Connor fight. What do you think is going to happen there? It's and not going to happen. That's what he thinks. <laughs> well, it's not going to happen. If it does happen, and and I feel like the longer it gets pushed, it favors McGregor. This is what I think. I feel like it does happen, but it's not going to happen until next year. Um, And then there's going to be a lot of controversy surrounding it, leading up to it. You know, the thing about Michael Chandler is he's not Mark Hunt. He's not going to sue the UFC. No. Right? So if they let allow McGregor 
to fight without being in the USADA testing pool for six months, I don't think Michael Chandler cares, right? He's not going to be angry. And if he loses the fight, I don't think he's going to be angry. I think he's going to take his money and go on his merry way. And, uh, and I think the UFC knows that. So they have a little bit more control over the situation. The thing about Conor McGregor, I think he's in the testing pool. He just hasn't tested clean. That's the thing. Like he's a multi-millionaire, right? He has his own USADA. Think about it. That's true. He's probably getting tested every morning. Like it's just, he has his own doctors. He probably has a lab on his boat, his Lamborghini <laughs> boat. <you know? laughs> nope, not today. Exactly. <laughs> Test me tomorrow. <laughs> the levels will be down tomorrow. <laughs> They're trying to find the perfect balance, right? They're still trying to find the perfect balance to where if he actually really gets tested, they he could pass, right? The picogram. Remember the picogram? Like there's an allowance yep. now by USADA, which is bonkers to me. But uh, there is, right? So I, they're going to find a way. I, I see McGregor coming back. It's just, it's not going to be this year. That's the only thing. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I'd like to see that fight sooner rather than later. But I, with the, the USADA testing thing, I knew it was kind of messed up. John, before we get you out of here, my friend, I got to ask you some uh, silly little questions first. I got one personal question first. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to like slip in there. Yeah, you can always slide in. <laughs> All Be right, gentle. JHK. Mm-hmm. I'm probably coming to Thailand next year. All right. Where do I go to see a uh, like a, a legit Thai kickboxing fight? I'll be in Bangkok. I'll be in Koh Samui. Like, well, where do I go? Well, you'll be in Bangkok. So Bangkok is just they have uh, RWS, which is Rajendramir World Series. Okay. And that's at that's at one of the most famous stadiums, Rajendramir. Uh, high level, high level uh, Muay Thai. Did you say kickboxing or Muay Thai? Muay Thai. Okay, Muay Thai, yeah, high-level Muay Thai, like the best in, in the country, compete there. And then every Friday, you got Lumpini, uh, one championship fights. And then that's that's more of like Muay Thai with the MMA gloves. But the way that the, the stadium is set up, like anywhere you sit is a perfect view into the ring. Okay. And it's just the atmosphere is insane. Uh, I, would, I would definitely visit those two spots. And then there's, there's just random shows throughout Bangkok. You just, I think you just got to go online and, and search for it. But those are the two that I would like kind of set some time a, a, away to to go uh, visit. And if you're there while I'm there, then, you know, we'll definitely meet up. I'll let you know, man. I'll let you know. And, and where should I get a bespoke suit made? Should I get it made in Hong Kong or should I get it made in Bangkok? Oh, Hong Kong, probably. I okay. heard Hong Kong, they got the fire suits, man. Like they, they do their thing out there in Hong All Kong. Right. All right, cool. <laughs> no, I need to get a suit too, my dude. But moving forward, so two little questions we kind of like to ask, you know, just uh, every time we have a guest on here. Have you ever had a poutine, sir? Oh, yeah, yeah. You asked me this before, just not in Canada. It's not in Canada, right. So it hasn't really been officially a poutine. Just making sure. Nah. And I was like, yeah, I've asked him the, the poutine and beaver tail question. I'm like 99% sure. But I just, yeah, you know, well, we could have uh, new fans listening. So just always got to double check, got to double down, make sure we're all good here. And what was your poutine of choice again? Poutine of choice? Yeah. There's a, there's different types of poutine? Yeah, he's only had the the standard version. Yeah, I've only had, yeah, I've only had like this yeah, the the McDonald's version. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's that's not good. That's not good. I like mine with with pulled pork on it with the cheese. Kobe likes mm. bacon and his cheese and Nee probably likes wombat. I don't know. <laughs> but like <laughs> some type of prawns. Kangaroo <laughs> prawns, something like that. <laughs> something like that. I don't, I don't know. Whatever he eats. Okay, no, sure. Something. 
<laughs> I'll try all you of those. Get me. I don't, you know, <laughs> please I don't do. discriminate. Please do. And uh, when Kobe goes to Thailand, uh, what sort of dessert should he try? Yeah. Dessert. Mm. Uh, roti? Roti is mm. pretty good. Like a roti chennai? Are you? Okay. Roti is pretty good. Uh, desserts, man. They have like some exotic fruits there, right? Oh, man. The fruits is insane, man. Like that's, that's like... That's a given. Like, you're there. You're going to be walking around. There's fruit stands all over the place. You just get fruit here, fruit there. Okay, hold on, hold on. Can I can I trust street food in Bangkok or no? Yeah, I think so. I think you could trust street food in Bangkok, you know, as much as anywhere in the world. Uh, but, you know, it all depends. You know, sometimes people are just prone to, like, uh, what is it, stomach viruses. So no, not me. maybe you'll get sick. But not, that's the thing. Not me. The worst thing is to go on vacation and to get sick, right? Get like a stomach virus and no, you're man. shitting your brains it's, it's, out. It's worse to tear your Achilles. That's what I just said. That's true. True. Better not be dancing in Bangkok. No, just I to say that. And um, you'll pull your back up getting a massage. There's only one way to pull your back during a massage, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I have no idea. Damn it. Robert Kraft. Uh, we're going down that path. Robert Kraft. Well, that's right. Robert, <laughs> Kraft. <laughs> Robert Kraft. Oh, wow. <laughs> Obviously, we're not New England Patriot fans here. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. The, um, that Super Bowl against Atlanta was not a happy ending. Anyway, um, <laughs> make sure you go to Thailand around the full moon, Kobe. John knows exactly what I'm talking about, right, John? Okay. I do, but I've never been there during the full moon. Um, I I hope to be there uh, during the full moon. But I think that's in, like, Koh Samui. Like, there's some certain spots where you go during the full moon where they just have, like, wild, like, beach parties. Oh, yeah? And, uh, yeah. I gotta look this shit. I gotta look this shit up, man. Yeah, they got, like, buckets full of cocktails and people just, yeah. Yeah. Have a nice time. You gotta go to Fifi Island or PP Island. You go to PP Island. Is this a joke? Are you setting me up? Is that what's going on here? No, no, no. PV Island is like one of the uh, popular spots. Uh, it's just you gotta take a boat there from in from Phuket. But uh, yeah, a lot of people go there. It's it's fun over there. You just stay a couple of days and and have fun out there. Yeah, and they they got like a ring at one of the bars where if you want to fight, you just go to fight somebody, and then if you win, you get a like a big bucket of liquor. Oh, right on! Sign sign me up, man. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that's amazing! <laughs> Only in Thailand. <laughs> Are joint locks allowed or no? No, it's Muay Thai. Oh, okay, that sucks. All right, John. Before we get you out of here, uh, how can our fans and family find you on social media? Just go to Korean John underscore on all platforms on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can find me there. Uh, go to the All Star YouTube channel. Subscribe to that for all the interviews. And yeah, and, and download the All Star app and make picks on UFC fights and all that good stuff. Yes, sir. And John, when's your North American birthday? Uh, November twenty third. November twenty third. Okay, right, yes. I remember that. Scorpio, uh, I believe. Thanksgiving. Ah, yes. <laughs> right on, buddy. Thanks for your time, John. Much appreciated. Always fun talking to you, man. Yeah, appreciate you guys, man, for for reaching out, and yeah, it's always good. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. For even more of your favorite sports content, be sure to visit the website www.prosportspodcasters.com. On our website, you will find our sports blog, full podcast library, 
access to our YouTube channel, and deals from our affiliate partners. You can also sign up to become a PSP Insider and get exclusive access to our Insider Tips, Sponsor Giveaways, and Insider Newsletter. So don't miss out on the full Pro Sports Podcast's experience, where no sport is left behind.